My smutty, fantasy-loving babes. How are you? It's your co-host, Taylor, and I'm here with my other co-host, Hallie. <laughs> co-host does me too. I just like thought about it for a second. I was like, what am I and what is she? Oh, we're co-hosts, so it's not weird for me here. to call myself a co-host. <laughs> it's not just your show. Um, season four. Glad that you realized that. Hey guys, have you heard of what bookish means? <laughs> because that's where I feel like Please I am don't. today. <laughs> Please don't anymore. Do that's not. That's where I am today, this morning. Um, you know, we thought that the month of January would look up. And though it has sort of, it's still, we're still like on a bad level. Like we're not, we're not on the up and up just quite yet. Taylor is sick. Her sweet, precious child has gotten her sick. <laughs> brings daycare gunk that's like all I can and like I love her daycare and it's like everyone's like oh my god do they clean it up I'm like yes 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 it's, it's all the best to the kids together like Literally, they're gonna get sick half of my paycheck goes to this daycare to make sure probably <laughs> to fund the cleaning supplies to make sure that it's clean and it's like it's fine but they are they're just like little petri dishes and yeah so my petri dish brought home whatever and she's fine. You know, she's like, let's go. I'm rolling with it. Let's go back to school. <laughs> let's go. Mom's let's over go. here dying. I was like, no, when I woke up this morning, not it. So yeah, I'm here though. And I'm super excited to discuss. Thank you. Thank you book. for still joining us. We are so happy to have you on your show. <laughs> so happy to be here. Thanks for having me on. <laughs> Anyways, guys, um, it's here. The time is here. We are starting our from blood and ash reread slash finishing the series a thon that was hard i don't know what that was no but it really is a truth because i feel like we said and maybe i'm mixing this with another fantasy series but um we said we wouldn't talk about fbaa like this because we do nerd out yeah we do so, nerd out but but we have we have we have prepared by not preparing that will help we have that. Yeah. Right. We have put away uh, the murder boards and the post-its <laughs> and the notes. And um, I'm not kidding, guys. Like this was, this is hard for us not to like nerd out to and make a four hour long episode. We're not going to do that. It's going to be like an hour chill. But I think it's it was hard to like reread it and then have to just be like, that's not important. I mean, it is, but like not for the show, you know? Right. And that is what this story in itself and this whole series, um, Hallie just had to like push me back on a few things because we don't want to reveal for people that haven't read it that are following along. We don't want to re reveal what happens in book two and book three, which we have read. And the story has just like blended together. And I hope that is something everyone sees. If you have read it or you haven't read it, or you're doing a reread, how many just clues you pick up on and even reread re re was insane. I was so gasping. Like I, I literally still got, like I squealed, like even the first time when we figure out things, like I was texting Hallie being like, I 
love that we're doing this. Um, and it kind of takes like the sweat off your back of like not feeling like you have to explain every single crumb and nugget they leave for you. Yeah. Cause I've processed it on my own for yeah. two years now. Yeah. So Hallie and I, yes, we got distracted with many other books um, and we have not finished a series. So I, as much as I'm excited to go through our rereads and book two and three, because I'm gonna be honest, I don't remember anything. So it probably will feel like reading again. Yeah. I think I've reread book one, one or two times, because I think every time like a new one would come out, I would like go back and like at least skim to like remember things. But especially book three, I've only read once. And I can only tell you like maybe three scenes that stick out in my head. Other than that, I don't remember a thing. So, but I know that like, I loved it. I knew, I know that it was so exciting and you saw all these different like other characters come into play. So I'm excited about that. But today we will just be focusing on From Blood and Ash. We are not going to talk about books two and three, even though we know it's coming. But with that being said, we do love to make theories on what we think is going to happen. We're not going to talk about the theories today. We will save that for maybe like book four or whatever. Um, Because again, we already know it's coming. So it wouldn't be a theory. It would just be a spoiler. Um, So with that being said, I think it's time to get started. Let's start with our ratings. Taylor, what did you rate just book one from Blood Nash? Four. Ooh. I gave it a four, um, but I think this is because I don't mind world building books. I think, yeah. especially when you know you're about to get it. Well, you have to remember what you're reading. Did we say what we're reading? I know we said FBA, but this is from <laughs> Blood Nash. I just said it. Go, oh, <laughs> great. Guys. Oh, I just no. yeah, got it. Well, no, no, I just, I don't, I was waiting for uh, Jennifer L. Armentrout's name. This and is I like guess- the priest episode, whenever you stopped, you started tuning me out every other sentence and no. I'm like, are you paying attention? No, 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 that's not it. Um, I, I was thinking about my rating, honestly, and why, but back to my rating, it's a four and you have to know what you're getting into when you read a fantasy series and know that book one is it's like throne of glass. It's Um, like set up. It's it's like Akatar. I mean, Akatar is great, but it is, it's there's adventure, there's setup, there's world building. So I think I know what I'm getting into. So I can give the world buildingness of it a four because it's all very interesting. Yeah, I actually gave this a five star. I went back to what I rated it on Goodreads when I first read it. And I do remember like the first time I read this, I think I stayed up all night. I read it in one sitting, like I could not put it down. And that's why I'm going to give a five star. The second time around, I'd probably go with a four, four and a half. Um, The second time I read it, which you see this a lot on reviews for this book, they say like the first third or the first half is like quote unquote slow or it's an info dump. And I do agree with that. It is. But as someone who we read a lot of fantasy, we love the genre. We expect that. I mean, yes, it was a little slow in the beginning for my reread, but only because I knew the goodness of Hawk and Poppy coming that I wanted to just get there. But I yeah. think for a fantasy book, that was its job. Like you said, first book is to set this up and introduce this world. And I think that's what this book did. And so, yeah. No, and I, I think it's just in general, even when it's an information dump in this book, the information is so fucking interesting. Like it's so interesting. Like yeah. you were just like, you know, 
the way JLI, JLI writes is, um, you know, you're trying to expect what will be different. Like, are, am I being lied to? What is true? What is not true? And it's just the way these characters are built. They're, I mean, they are, they're phenomenal. They are phenomenal they're characters. Phenomenal. I love they're the so world. Good. You know what I love is that you get, it's, I think this is why you also love it so much is it has this historical fiction vibe. Oh my fucking God. Yes. Like I, I think that's why you like lose it. And I think it's because I, even like when we read Actar or anything like that, you put a Lord, you give me a kingdom, you give me these backgrounds, you give me knights and kings and queens. Give me the knights and guards and shining armor. I I do. I love it. Like this stuff is my jam um, because it does feel, it it feels real. Like, like, yeah, there's all these, like, it's fantasy. Obviously there's going to be fantasy like characters who do things that you know what I'm going to say that because we live in a world where it's possible so not <laughs> never me. know well it well just to veer off for a second I didn't know discovery of witches came out I read that whole series yeah of yeah Taylor texted me like two nights ago and she goes um please tell me why in college I was obsessed with these books like people made fun of me for it but I did not know there was a whole tv series on it and I was like oh yeah I've actually watched the first season it's really good and she was like how am I just now putting this together? So I'm really excited for your weekend. And now that you're sick, it's even better. You can just, no, after you're, this. Done, you're done with From Blood Nash. We don't really have to start the next book until like Sunday or Monday. You have like the next three days to like binge watch Discovery oh, of Witches. I'm literally going to lay in my bed and binge it. But yes. The it- main guy is so recent to me. Like maybe not looks. Okay. Maybe not looks. Everybody calm down. But his personality and like mannerisms and swagger in that show to me is recent period I only watched five minutes of it because when I texted you I was like holy fuck and I turned it on but I needed to finish mm-hmm. from blood nash and I was like I can't yes. I will stay here <laughs> and I will it. I'm professional I have a job I have a job to do and I was like I won't get <laughs> I'm it a done mother I'm a mother <laughs> I was like I have to get something done but the only reason I bring up Discovery of Witches in my whole thing is because, like, maybe they fucking do live here, guys. I'm just saying. Maybe they do. <laughs> maybe they maybe do. Maybe you should go to London and go to a library. Maybe I'm maybe. also, like, having took too much Dayquil. <laughs> but here we are. Getting a little loopy. Getting a little loopy. Anything's I feel possible. good about it. Anything's possible in my world. But back back to it. Okay, anyways. <laughs> give me your spice rating. We're going to get through this. Promise, guys. Oh, uh, spice rating's, like the tension so fucking good i give it like a four what i give it a four for the t- i hallie when i first wow. read the, okay listen when i first like on my reread like okay on my reread i'd give it maybe like three but oh, because, it's gonna give it like a two two and like a on a three but but there was something about when i read this book for the first time the tension and i don't know what it is but like i will say yeah the her, tension the flirting the angst the, and I guess the forbidden aspect. Yes. Of it is this just- forbidden lover thing. And then also like this small hitch of like, she's a virgin and like oh, oh, yeah. touched for the very first time. Not only is she a virgin. She is someone that like, doesn't get touched at all. She and is it- someone that like, doesn't understand anything about like her feelings and like her hormones and like, what's, what's good, what's not. And I do love that. I love that Hawk was kind of that person that was like it's okay to do these things it's okay to think these things and it's okay to like feel these things which was just hot 
Yeah. And that's why I think the spice for me when I first read, like I, I was in, I think when you told me to read this book, we reread it together and I, I okay, actually- but I'm pretty sure that we, I'm pretty sure that I reread this with you after we had read Akatar. No, we did. You were like, get, just go right into- to uh, compared to the first, not including, not including a quarter silver flames, but like, this is spicier to me than Akatar. Like the no, first way. three books. Oh before. God, way spicier. So and then it was almost like, whoa. <laughs> yeah. Well, because again, the characters, authors, man, you guys are crazy how you guys authors, do things. Man. <laughs> authors, crazy. man. But it is like you, I'll say it here and we may get some hate in the DMs. I don't care. Akatar, when you're reading from Blood and Ash, feels very young adult. And from yeah. Blood and Ash feels like mature adult new adult, mature audience. I agree with that. <laughs> Akatar, the first three books gives very YA to me. Yes. But I think that's, I think that's technically what it's under or it was, I don't know about today. They might be changing it. I have no and, idea. But at the time <laughs> when we read this, which was like three years ago, two years ago, okay. I completely agree. And then from Blood Nash felt very like new adult in a not YA. Yeah. I felt like I had just stepped up my fantasy game and I didn't yeah. know what to expect. Like, it was like, oh, this is going to be real. And even like the book itself, like I know the cover's darker than Akatar, but like the book itself, right. it's dark. Like it feels dark. It feels like you're yeah. getting into like these really scary times of the, these kingdoms. And it's like, mm. it's very Throne of Glass. I mean, not Throne of Glass. I'm sorry. Um, game of Thrones. It is very much Game of Thrones. Yeah, I, I would agree with that. Like her version of it. Yes. All right. Um, anyways, um, trigger warnings, guys, I'm not going to lie. I've been slacking on my trigger warnings because I feel like now people can just like look it up and they would prefer to just look it up. Um, so I'm going to encourage you to do that. Um, I will say like dark themes, there are, it's fantasy. There is murder. There is killing. There is violence violence there is kidnapping there is monsters like eating people like you know what i mean like yes. go check your trigger warnings on your own um then come back and listen to this episode read the book if you can um but yeah i think we're gonna get started now so this is your spoiler warning and i mean it like there is a huge twist in this book that happens at the very end i'm gonna say it now after this spoiler warning, I cannot be blamed for mixing up names, places. Things, I'm just gonna go for it. What yeah, people like are like, right? Like you have already read it, so you have been more. And I'm telling you right now, there is a big spoiler at the end of this book. So if you have not read this book, I'm begging you, do not listen to this episode yet. Don't do it because this, uh, it's so worth it to like experience it. The for big the, twist for the very first time. Right. But from here on out, I, I will probably be using names interchangeably and I will not be blamed for it. So you have been, you have been heavily warned. Spoiler warning right now. Go read if you have it and then come back. If you have read it, let's get started. Such a mom there. You just like fucking like just laid your fucking hand down. No, because it's like, you know, <laughs> no. I, I, I understand when books get spoiled because that happened to us with like, uh, 
what was it house of sky and breath like when it first yes. came out like everyone is posting about it, about giving spoiler warnings and i was like well you know what happens great that's why i think well why and I then hallie decided to she was like no 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 you have to share in this and just send oh me i TikTok. yeah she I was, was like, like no. spoiled for me you have to be spoiled too but yeah but i get it but this is why we go out of our way to tell you in this book for like hallie is extremely correct for real it's a big spoiler it is a big twist and it's so worth it. It is so worth it. And it's so oh worth it God, for what you're going to get in books two and three. Like, fuck. Yeah. It's so good. Okay, let's you get started. You do not want it ruined. If somehow this hasn't been ruined for you, somehow, don't ruin it for yourself. <laughs> don't do it. Don't do it. Don't, don't blame us. Okay, so the book opens up with Miss Poppy. She is the maiden. The maiden. The special one shroud. I don't even know what that means, but apparently it's important. Um, but yeah, basically she's sneaking out as again, you've read the book, you know what she is, you know how her life is. She's sneaking out to the red pearl, which is like to like me, like this up and coming, like Leonardo DiCaprio type of, um, Oh, what's that movie? Uh, God, where he has everyone over at his house. Fuck. Uh, has the what the fuck is it called, Hallie? So I don't sound like Wolf an idiot. Not Wolf of Wall Street. His other movie. Fuck, it's like an important book. The Aviator. The fact that you just fucking get. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's not a fucking aviator. It'll come. No. God, he throws parties, and we read it in high school. What's the fucking book? Great Gatsby. I felt like it was like this historic. <laughs> the aviator. Yeah, no. <laughs> but no, like Touch me if you can. Feel <laughs> me in this for a second because like I felt like when you go into the red pearl and there's like red draping and chandeliers and electricity that they don't have. It is like this great gas. Oh, I thought it was special. Like prohibition, like. I mean, obviously it's not in the thirties, please put it. It's probably like a pub on the side of the fucking street. We're not that stupid. We do know that medieval times are before that. Yeah. It's like, maybe it's like when you go to the medieval times. (laughs) Exactly. So we should go. So perfect. So yeah, I like when she's first going and like being this young girl, like going into her first club, it like reminded me of going into my first club and just like seeing all this and be like, what have I been missing my whole new world? Yes. Yes. What have I been missing my whole life? That's yeah, like what is basically what she's there to do. She is there to live, to like see something. She doesn't sleep at night. She has horrible nightmares. And while she's there, she sees uh, Victor, her guard, walk in and getting handsy with one of the girls. And she's like, oh, dear God. <laughs> oh, dear God. Mortification. I would have died. That's like her dad, basically. That's what I'm saying. Like, it, it literally is like her father figure. And you're watching him like literally put his hand up a woman's thigh like okay victor like oh god i need to go so she's like backing away and she ends up meeting this woman um who if you read she calls her a seer and she ends up telling poppy somewhere she can hide which is very specifically upstairs with a certain door on the left room six in there and it's safe yeah I will say we have to talk about this. It's not even a spoiler. I'm telling you right now, it's not a spoiler, but if you don't want it, skip ahead like 15, 30 seconds. Ready? 
Ready. That's going to be Miss Willa Collins. No, it a hundred percent is. No. And you know, hundred percent, even a little bit more to that is like her eyes. Yeah. This is like something I noticed and we'll wait. We won't like totally divulge. Like that's not a thing for the whole book or anything. That's just like a little like fun little nugget side fact. And when you reread it, it's something you glazed over. She's like, like, yeah. yeah. But then you're like, oh fuck, that's her. So. Right. Um, so she ends up going to this room. Let's talk about the introduction of this book. This is like chapter one. One. Red Pearl scene. I thought the way she set this up was just beautifully done. It definitely hooks you. I thought like she goes in this room. It's there is someone in there and it is Hawk Flynn. Can we talk about that name? Hawk Flynn. It reminds me of the guy from Tangled. That's what he gets compared to a lot on TikTok. That is totally him, 100%. Right? Yeah, that's how he like, gets basically, yeah. basically it, this is a tangled retelling. That's it. It's actually, guys, let's stop. Um, podcast is over. Just put on Tangled <laughs> on Disney Plus, yeah. and there's from Blood and Ash. Yeah, yeah. Akatar <laughs> is Beauty and the Beast. This is now Tangled. Yes. Crescent City is Zootopia. I could keep going. But Crescent City really is Zootopia. You can't tell me otherwise. Okay, so I just watched Zootopia. Maybe. What? Yeah. Well, it's just because like the I first time for the first time. And oh I, my keep, God. I keep putting these things on for a win just because I'm like, maybe you'll like it. Who knows? Right. Um, and I watched Zootopia for the first time and it was fucking like it's great. it's one like, of my favorite kids, movies ever. Kids, kids movies these days don't even know. No, but kids movies these days are like really pretty fucking good. <laughs> yeah i've been watching a lot lately. so funny good. story funny story then i'll get back to the book really quick um so did you watch so when you watched it did you find that the fox was like really attractive yes okay well we're not the only ones because um apparently this comes from barb at snuppy goat she told me about this you can like go on of course reddit and there are like pictures of like what's his name on there Judy and I don't remember Fox's name. I don't remember his name. Whatever. Judy and the Fox. There is like and Judy's the bunny. And Judy's the bunny. Judy's the bunny. (laughs) Yeah. There is fan art of them that is gets a little spicy. How do you feel about that? (laughs) The fat. The fat. His name is Nick Wild. Is the fox's name Nick? Judy and Nick. Judy and Nick. There is fan art. And you know what? I really enjoyed it. I really did. I don't know what that says about me, but also Barb knew about it before anyone. So, so that says something about Barb. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what does that say about Barb? But no, <laughs> don't, like, don't worry about me. <laughs> but the fact that like, I get it. And then also one last blurb on Zootopia, because I know that you've watched it when he gets fucking bullied and all he wants to be is a fucking boy scout. I know. Stop <laughs> it. Okay, we'll stop with Zootopia. But like, I literally okay. got Daria. Okay. I was like, this poor fella. Anyways, I'm going to send you the fan art that Barb also sent me. We so get need ready po- for that. We need um, to post anyways. it on the Instagram. <laughs> anyways, I'm going to tag her in it. Wait. Barb also is like notorious for like loving like monster smut. Like yes. she loves all the weird shit. We're in a good way. Calm down. But like, so it's even funnier to me that she was like, oh, you think Nick, Nick and Judy are hot. Let me show you this. And I'm like, oh my God. And she was like, oh Yeah. <laughs> Of course, Barb, you would know. <laughs> I love her. Oh my God, that Anyways. makes sense. 
she's probably gonna hate me for telling you all that um, oh well maybe here we are her and be like do you mind if I tell the world that you could know, we have so many fun we have so many listeners um did you mind that I told them you sent me fan art of <laughs> all right anyways back to the book anyways um, what did you think about the red pearl scene? Again, we're assuming you all read it. We're not going to break down scenes, but this scene was a big one. It was their first introduction. Hawk Flynn is in the room. She knows who he is because he's this guard that's been moving up very quickly. She watches him work out in, you know, at the, in the at yard the palace. Yeah. in the yard, his milkshake brings Poppy to the yard. Yes. And she has noticed him. The thing is, and this is, we've talked about, we'll get a book later this year of, never mind. We won't. Fuck. Actually, shit. Yeah. We're, it's okay. in July. Oh, we're, we're in spoiler warning free. We're fine. So we're in fine. Yeah. So we'll get his point of view, um, which I'm excited to know. I know we have a red pearl scene that had been released that we read a while back. Did you remember that? I, I- did not. I remember that, but I don't remember what it was. I need to go back and reread that. Yeah, it's his point of view. Yeah. And I forgot. I should have read it for this, but whatever. Um, but that's like one of the biggest things. And he doesn't, this was to say, I think he knows exactly who the fuck she is. Yeah, we get that confirmed at the end when he she's putting together who he is. And he's like, I've been watching you longer than you've been watching me. Like, and she looks at Kieran at one point at the end and is like, you all knew. So I'm curious to see that like set up. That's what I'm saying. Like at the point, like at this point in the story, we have no idea that he is any right. of what he is, but I, I just like it with Willa. Like it just all seems it's, it's just God. It's such a setup. It's such just, I know it's been behind I the scenes. See all of the things behind the scenes of what yes. he was doing, how long he had been watching her what he and I want to see what he initially thought of her before meeting her versus like when he met her and it was like when did that change when yes. did that switch go oh shit you know what I mean what did what did so, I tell yeah. you when it went from plan a to plan b get on this dick <laughs> like, that is a good one plan but, a to plan d get on the stick yes yeah 100%. So, I think what he was doing and this is me just assuming is that he thinks she is wearing a um a maid's like cloak named Bonnie and obviously yeah, a maid that he has been sleeping with. Yeah. He has we been assume. sleeping with or seeing. Yeah. He thinks it's this other girl. And then he comes to realize it's definitely not. And he is intrigued. He's intrigued. And this is like where you get the first taste of like it brought me back to high school when Poppy in her brain <gasps> is like yes. she's just figuring shit out and she's like yeah I like this this is wrong she's already like she is she's just like this it's the first time her like she's noticing these like feelings in her body that are happening and she's like already contemplating her like life in the sense of like what her duty is at this point and like if this is what she wants to do she's already you know she's she is she's just like a typical just older teenager you know what I mean like I, I don't know it was just I, I think that was a I big love thing her. about her. I love her as an FMC so much. I like, think it's because I you can see. Part for her. Well, I think it's like any girl could find a little, and it sounds like so cliche, you can find a little bit of poppy in you because like, yes, we've all been there for our first times and like it, understanding things. And like, that's what I feel like in this scene, the first time she like finally lets herself 
move on things no Be matter happy, what not the maiden yeah and no consequence like she doesn't care what the consequences so yeah yeah. So he yeah. recognizes her that it's not her because he kisses her just straight up is like smooch baby and like attacks her against the wall thinking it's his other girl and then he f- quickly realizes because she's never been kissed she's like Bruh. so like and he's like I'm, oh you know, I'm sure he's like whoa you're not Bonnie wait a minute <laughs> you are not my friends with benefits no you're not who are you and it was funny how she like he she backs up and he's like kind of get his he tells her oh you're not who I thought you were because you didn't shove your tongue down my throat and it was like I did too and she's just like the fuck am I doing right now but like I loved it it made me giddy it made me excited um I love their banter which if you you know continue in the series or even this one book you know the banter is like their thing like they can banter like no tomorrow and I it's love hot. it. I find it hysterical. It's hot. Like, Hawk is just like, oh my God. I'm sorry. I loved him more than Resan. I'll say Okay. It. And this is some, like, this is going to be so bad on Hallie and ourselves. When we talk about book boyfriends, I think it's because we haven't read this in so long. I always yeah. forget about him. And I, I, and I, I don't. Every time I'm back in it, I'm like, God, I fucking love you. I want, I would every, ride or die forever, no matter yes, what. I'm like, God bless it. Why do I forget every single time <laughs> yeah. about you? Someone's like, who's your book boyfriend? And I'm like, I don't fucking know. Like, second someone. It's Castile. You heard it here first. Yeah. It is Castile Hawk Flynn. <laughs> whoever, yeah. whoever he is to you the at this prince, time. The dark one. It is the, the dark, dark one. one. Yeah. It is the prince. And um, But they end up getting interrupted by Kieran. Again, you've read the book. Again, you don't know too much about Kieran in this book, but I will say he's a very big character to come. Um, And I feel like you get that sense towards the end of this book, but you will get more of Kieran. But Kieran is basically his best friend slash confidant through all of this. I hope in Castile's book, which I'm sure we will because of how close they are, I want to get in Kieran's head too so bad. You know, I wouldn't be upset for the book to be like flip-flop Kieran and Castile. I know. Like, I wouldn't be upset about it. I know. Kieran is, like, I want to know, we're just going to jump around, guys. I want to know what Kieran thought standing outside this door. I mean, just <laughs> think about, we read the book. We know what they, they, they are doing. And in his mind, he's like, this is not, he doesn't know about Plan D. Kieran he does not. He, he was not he's aware. Still on- <laughs> So imagine his surprise with his woven senses who can hear and smell things that most people can't. And should And he's like, knock, knock, like, better interrupt this before something happens. Like, well, because Hawk's in there, got her on the bed already and sucking on some nipples. Like, yeah. <laughs> and she's like down with it because she walks in the yeah. room and she's like, oh, is this what you thought was going to happen? Okay, well, maybe we should let this continue happening. And Dude, what he said, he says some line like, um, tell me what you like so I can make you love it or something. Yes. Oh my God. Boy. Jesus. Don't act experienced. Calm down. <laughs> Do not act experienced in front of me, honey. <laughs> Do not go there. I will ravage you. Yeah. Uh, we'll make that. I just plan. whimpered. I just whimpered. Did you hear that? No. I cannot be controlled. <laughs> yes. We would go to plan F. 
plan fuck I also, real quick. I also, I also want to talk about, yeah, real quick. <laughs> I also want to talk about what, let's, let's play a game show. What is Kieran thinking? What is Kieran thinking in the Red Pearl scene? What is Kieran thinking in the woods? What is when, Kieran thinking when they're riding the fucking horse? Like, oh my, like, what is Kieran thinking? Well, I he, want to know. He does get upset in the woods. Yeah, the next morning he, he does get upset. He, he, and he says something like, don't forget your purpose or something. Yeah, like he's meant to be there to be like, yo, like you've got to step on in here. And we've, we're moving through the plans at this point. Like we're, we're- but I also like just want Kieran's point of view of like, he's keeping guard and he can hear everything that's happening underneath that blanket. I'm pretty sure he's like rolling his head, like eyes and like banging his like, head. Like the here back we fucking go. Here we fucking go. Like the knock knock isn't actually his knuckles. It's his fucking head being like, damn it, damn <laughs> <Yeah>. it. <laughs> yeah. Why does he always um, get me in these situations? Why is he always getting his dick wet? And I am not. Like that would be me if I was Karen. Like fuck. So yeah, yeah that- and part of the scene, which is my favorite, is that Poppy, like Victor, just a little bit more to background of her. Victor has taught her how to like defend herself. And yeah. she's always got her dagger, like strapped like a badass to her fucking thigh. And, and I he still loves it. Well, like he's, he's like, he is. oh my God, hot. Yeah, and he, he is. And he like, he goes, I mean, I think Castile. Do you think he would have had sex with her if they weren't interrupted by Kieran? I don't think he would have had sex with her, but I think things would have progressed. Things would have progressed. I think so too. I, I, I don't know. Because at that point it was the first time. So like maybe he really did just like see it as, oh, we can move up the timeline of what we need to do. So that's like, what I, let's just do it now. That's um, like kind of what I thought because even when he goes to Kieran's like, you know, we gotta, we gotta roll. He kind of yeah. is like, fuck, you know? So I didn't, you know, I, he doesn't, I don't think he, he doesn't care for her at this point at all. Right. She's a toy. Um, yeah. I think he's just, like he says, I think he's just intrigued by her. And I think their conversation they have about death is, I don't know. I, again, I'm curious to see what Hawk slash Castile had built up in his head of who she would be because he learns very quickly, like, she isn't what he expected in the sense of like, she's very kind and she's actually a victim in this. She's locked up in this basic cage, this prison. She isn't allowed to do anything. He, as we know, in this- So wear a fucking like, veil over her face. Yeah. He knows a little, quite a bit about what that feels like. And he ends up finding out, you know, I think over time when he realizes that she knows it's actually is really sad when you think about it. And I don't think it hit me as hard when I first read it because I was just so into like the world building and like Castile and like, oh my God, I flipped through it. But my reread this time, I was like really thinking about Poppy and like Hawks slash Castile's point of view is like, this girl has been lied to her entire, everything she believes is a lie. Like, and this comes out more in two and three, but yeah. like there's more literally, coming. Who doesn't know? But right. like literally a fucking lie. Like even as the reader, you are like, what? Like it? Yeah, God. I didn't really like fully take in take in that. I think the first time I read it, 
of how sad it was, but like this time I read it, like I was crying this time. I didn't even cry the first book, the first time I read it, but like, I was like tearing up at the end of this because it's like, this girl has been abused horribly, physically, mentally, emotionally. It's almost like Stockholm syndrome. Like she knows nothing. And nothing. And then even at the end of the book, she takes this like big leap of like, I don't even know what the fuck this is going to lead me to, but it's better than what I've been dealing with. I will say when I first read it, I wasn't ever mad at Castile for what he did to her. Like I think, again, I think I was just high on like the Castile love and I was like, everything's going to work out. It's going to be fine. It's going to be fine. Everyone's good. Lie to me all day. Who cares? He loves you. It's so evident. But then this time I reread it, I was mad. Um, Specifically, again, we're just going to skip around, but let's just go with the conversation. Specifically at the very end, when she finally finds out in the barn who he is, well, she knows that he is not, she knows that he's in the center and he's with the woman and he's there to hurt her or whatever. But during their, they have this like throwdown, which I did find the throwdown hysterical, especially because of like, uh, Kieran, Elijah and Delano's commentary of watching Castile get his ass handed to him. By Poppy. I thought it was funny, but also it pissed me off this time because he's sitting there like still making these like jokes to her and like these sexual innuendos about, I don't know. It really did make me like not like him. Like I finally felt like mad at him of like, and now you're going to sit here in front of all these people and do this. Like I would have murdered him. Well that, and then it's like, just to do what we're going to do at the end. She's like, you know what I mean? Like I am, you know, and it says a lot about poppy and trust, but I also feel like that's where you get this hint of naive, like naiveness with her. Yeah. Um, and it comes in and out of the book and it's not like, like big one for me was when she's like, she's going to leave, right? They've got to go. They're going to take her to the Capitol. That's the plan. They're going to take her to the Capitol. She's got to go there. And she wants Tawny to come with her. And like the big yeah. fucking like fit she throws for Tawny to not come. That was a point with Poppy. I was like, girl, get away. Like Victor has, po- you know, there's so many things have been pointed out to you throughout the story. You got to get out. And I didn't realize that until I reread it. That was like, you've got to go. Like, you've got to go. We don't really know why you're going. We don't really know, but you've got to know that what's happening with the Duke and Duchess, it ain't it. And it is not real. Yeah. That was like a moment for me where I just like, I don't know. I was just sitting there sometimes with Poppy because I love her as a character and you find so much of yourself in her and you can really relate to her. But there are some points where I'm just like, she would make me frustrated even after everything that she goes through. I'm like, okay, I guess I have to give her like- I understand that. I get frustrated. I remember getting- especially frustrated with her in the next two books, especially I think the next book I ended up getting really, I remember first reading it and I was like, oh my God, you're killing me. But I have to remember, yes, she's only like, I think 18. She's 18, Maybe turning 19 soon. So not only that, but she's an 18 year old that has the emotional maturity of probably like a 14 year old. Like I have to constantly remind myself that this is all very new to her. And she has that trauma. She has the trauma of being, abused heavily she has the trauma now of being lied to by castile by she can't trust anyone like no she's kind of on her own at this point to figure her shit out so i have to always remind myself of that 
but I, I do what you, I, I get what you mean. Sometimes though, I'm like, okay. Yeah. So there's just like moments of that in the book that, you know, for my rating for like a four, that gives me the four. Yeah. Like there's just some moments yeah. and it's just character. I mean, you know, not everyone clicks with everybody, but. Right. Okay. So we have Red Let's Pearl talk scene. about, yeah, Red Pearl scene. And then we, moved- I mean, it was sexy. It was smutty, yeah. whatever. Then we end up finding out a little while later, Rylan and her go to the garden. And this is where he gets killed by a dissenter that we now know because we've read the book is Jericho. Jericho at one point gets called off. He gets whistled and he has to leave. I want a scene of knowing how all that went down behind the scenes. I want to know if like Castile was sitting there watching it and then he decided to call it because that's whenever he was originally supposed to take her and he could have. But he did And I want to know why. That's actually a really good point. Because I wonder if he's what he's for Hawk for. And this is will be interesting in his point of view. They have to plan this out to where he does not. No one senses anything about him. And then the only time you start to sense. Maybe everyone around him and the reader is when she goes to the Duke to get disciplined. And he says something to the Duke. And then you realize the Duke is starting to realize, okay, you aren't exactly what we thought you may be. So I wonder if in his point of view, he's having to watch not only Poppy and what's going on, who she's with, but his, like you said, his surroundings and her surroundings all the time to be like, okay, when are we going to do it? When are we not going to do it? Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, I, I agree when I think his book is going to be so interesting. That is one of the scenes I want to know about Rylan gets killed. What this does, as we know, it opens up her position for her guard. Another scene I want to see in his point of view is Hawk becoming her guard. And that scene with the Duke and the Duchess and Victor all in the room. And he sees her face for the first time. Oh my God, I was swooning. Stop. When he says, when the Duke, such a fuck, is like half of her, such a fuck. Half of her face is like a macchiato. I forget what a you call beauty. it. The, a half beauty. A face is like the tragedy. It's a tragedy. Yeah. And he says, I think her whole face, I think she's, her whole face is beautiful. And it's like, I think maybe we have a small pivotal turn there that maybe. Yeah relationship and the way he like wise. says the oath is like he changes it to where i think he like what puts her name penelope instead of the maiden like he refuses to acknowledge her as a maiden but as an actual person yeah which and is a big then, deal because she's never acknowledged as a human she is just this right in a sense it, cool. if you knew what the maiden was she's, she's just like a, a sacrifice like she's not yeah she's a blood not, bag yeah she's just gonna it's she's honestly what she is she's the special blood bag <laughs> raised cattle is basically yeah. what she is yeah so um so i want to see that scene i thought it was swoony uh i also want to see the scene where she's reading to the priestess and hawk the priestess goes to hit her and hawk stops her oh for the <laughs> what was that uh, oh for mispronouncing uh scotos the scotos yeah i don't know pronounce it either you got me. I priestess. would definitely be slapped. I What's would that? definitely be slapped. Yeah, I wouldn't have made it. I'd have been like the Scudus Mountains, the Scotus. It's also like when you think about it, it's like him and Kieran know so much that like the people of Solace don't know. And so, like in that scene when she's reading about this history, I want to know like, in his head, he's like, Y'all are all fucking idiots. Like, well, and this he's like, is not true. Well, and he's also like, This is like my aunt, my ancestry. Like, what do you, you know what I mean? 
Like, or he's like, yeah, I was alive then. That didn't happen. Like, no. he's like, what, 200 something years old? He's very old. Yeah. So we, I guess we can cover what we figure out what he is at the end. He's an Atlantean. He's Atlantean. He's the prince of Atlantia. Um, I don't know where I was going. I'm he's totally kind of like sorry. a, he kind of is like a vampire, but like, not he's like if you, people watch vampire diaries he's like the original and yes ascended are like a newly turned vampire stop hallie that is such That's a good comparison it it's it's the way i can like put it together of what they are because like yes the ascended are like um like a fucking drugstore version of like yeah, what it's like if you watch vampire diaries it's like the atlanteans are like the originals the ascended are like the Stefan and Damon like yes they're a little more better but not crazy and then the Craven are like a newly formed turned vampire who's fucking nuts yeah they remind uh they remind me of the clickers in that new movie that new show the last of us yeah I may have clickers um um so we have that scene let's go to Hawk and Poppy on the rise this scene was award-winning to me when he watches her just like battling, shooting I arrows. I don't know how long he stood there and watched her and what he was thinking while watching her do this. Because you know he was just like gobsmacked. He had to be, but it'll be in a very smart ass way. Like, oh, yeah. It'll be so smart ass. And like, it, and you have to wonder how long did he stand? Because he could he could have helped. Right. Like he could have helped right. her and he didn't. Yeah, I also loved after that scene, it does get a little, it gets spicy. That's whenever she finds out that he does, in fact, know exactly who she is and has known. I love how violent since they the are red to pearl. each other. Yeah, since the red yeah. pearl. Yeah. I love how she throws a knife at him or he throws a knife at her first and then she ends up getting out of it and then she ends up throwing a knife back at him and he catches it. The whole scene is a movie to me. And I loved the violent tendencies. It was, it was chef's kiss to me. Well, cause you know what? They both know they're not going to kill each other. Right. Like, you know that. It's very like Mr. and Mrs. Smith. Extra. Yes, they are. Medieval Mr. and Mrs. Smith. Historically, probably accurate. <laughs> Mr. and Mrs. Smith. I don't know. <laughs> Probably so, yeah, very I, that's accurate. Scene, that's another scene I want to know from the rise, from his point of view of just like. Wait, Hallie, is that where he puts, so she puts the knife up, he, and then she goes, he goes, then do it. He puts her dagger up yes. to his neck and leans into it to where he starts bleeding. Well, she says, she's like, I'm going to fucking kill it. Like, just because like, Again, you know what? I feel Poppy's madness here and like anger and just like literally probably going a little crazy is like how she has to be like, how the fuck do you know? You know what I mean? Like, how the fuck do you know? Why isn't anyone telling me anything? And then she's like, does she tell him I'm going to kill you? She says something or I'm going to hurt you or something. And he's like, then fucking do it. I can't remember. I know at the very end, she says killing an Atlantean isn't much different than killing a Craven. And he's like, is that a threat? And she was like, oh yeah. Like- I, don't I ain't scared of you. She says that. Yeah. Yeah. I just, that's another scene I want to see from his point of view. Um, God, I want to know also, how he feels with the knife against Fuck. I, I want to know how he finds out about the Duke and Poppy. I also want to see that scene where he takes Poppy to see the Duke. And because, you know, as we know now, 
he can like read changes in her hormones level. He can like smell like if she's fearful, if she's whatever. And he does note in the book how like Tawny and Poppy act very differently when he's sent to bring Poppy to the Duke. I also want to know how he feels like he just delivered her to the Duke and then he finds out what happens to her in there. Yeah. And then, you know, he goes back to her room and that's like, that's like such a heartbreaking scene. And I think that's then like, I don't think like Hawk had the idea to fall in love with her. I think this in the beginning and watching everything that goes and happens, like makes him love her. If that makes sense. Like, the, what she's yeah. going through and all of these I think, things I think it just switches that narrative in his head of like she's a victim not I, again I want to know what he originally thought of her because clearly this, the dissenters think of her as something evil and vile so I'm mm-hmm. assuming he also originally thought that but then when he's seeing that like all the abuse she's going through and that she has no fucking, fucking idea and she has no fucking, you know yeah. And then he fucking kills the Duke. And I, when I tell you this is the most important scene that I want to read is him confronting the Duke and killing him. And how that isn't a part of the fucking plan. Like, at all. <laughs> like, not only does all. he kill him, he then hangs him up so everyone in the whole kingdom can see him from the fucking rap, like, rap. He's staked, like, he stakes the cane. Through his heart. And hangs hangs him him there. I, he actually mentions like in the end, like, I forget, like something, he talks about that death and he was like, I've never enjoyed something like so much in my life or like whatever. And I'm like, I will combust reading that scene, I think. I think it's also because- He's very like funny and sarcastic and he comes off as very like jokey, like jokesy and like he's very charming and charismatic. He's a smart ass, but he has this side to him. There's a reason that people call him the dark one and they're scared of him and you see it with the Duke and you see it when at the end when he's hanging the people up in the hall, the like Jericho and all them, he has them staked to the wall. That's whenever you see the side of him that like, oh my God. And he's, and he is like, he's, he's fucking scary. Like he is like, like you said, like we do, we get this to Poppy, this fair, and that'll be very interesting to get into his head because I do want to see the scary side of him and hear and feel the switch of when he is with Poppy because Poppy, like, I don't think Poppy is a hundred percent aware of everything that he's capable of. I I would in book one, yes, I would. Agree. Yeah, she is not anywhere near aware. Right, she knows it. Like he says in the beginning, "I'm good at killing," but she doesn't know it means like that. No, like I'm good at like <laughs> killing, I, I, not even just killing, like in the most sadistic ways, murderous. <laughs> like hi, <laughs> like he's, yeah. He's scary. Yeah. I mean, he is really scary. And those are things that you don't really pick up on. Like, it's funny. You're reading the book and you're like, okay, stake the dude to the wall. Next. Like, you don't well, until you miss, until you really reread it and dive into these characters. Yeah. I did think it was really cool how she, the author, JLA, was able to shift his tone 
so subtly, but like not like when you read how the first three fourths of the book, he's this way. But the last two chapters, especially when it's in the hall, when she sees it, he's staked these his own men to the wall for to send a message. And he says that like there's this darkness around him that you finally see these last two chapters. And it all comes back to what they're doing to her. And like, I don't know, when I was reading the last two chapters, like at the, at the hall scene, like he's much darker and more like cold than I think we've we've seen him so far in book one. And I think it's just like fascinating how like she can shift that into like, it's no longer Hawk Flynn. This is Prince Castile, the dark one. Like, hello, pay attention. And he is like here to fuck shit up. And he like, don't play around. No, he doesn't. And that like, we're talking about him in this like sexy, like funny, like book boyfriend kind of way, but like, he really is very scary. I hope, and you know what I actually hope I, we get in his point of view? I hope we get some more backstory. I hope we get a little, just teensy bit more of- I think I think we're going to maybe possibly get either in book four or his point of view in a soul of whatever book's coming out in July. I think we will finally get some background into what happened to him while he was stuck with the Ascended for 50 years. Um, and, and then you have to realize like he is the dark one because of those moments. And now he has, as we find out in this book, they have his brother. Um, okay, here's another thing. I have seen so many pronunciation guides that JLA herself has like sent out, but then also like the audio books as in one day, but then also like just simple phonics like i say king malik and then i call his brother malik same because okay because it, it's swapped every other month i swear but it also irks me that she names her characters so similar i also think like that's just like a like a king and queen kind of thing to do i get what you mean because like we have the opportunity to not do but that malik isn't malik's son no but you so but why you, are they named similar well, you know, later. I don't know. That's never actually answered later. Trust I feel me. like I feel like in two and th- three, no. three, we don't. Okay. I don't remember a ton of three. I mean, I do. I remember the one scene. I remember the big scene. And another reason is that again, we're in her face. We're in her Facebook group. She had said before, like somebody had asked, like, why are their names so similar? Like it's Malik and Malik. And then you have Queen Eliana and Queen Eliona. And she was like, look, guys, it's a fantasy book you run out of names and I'm like no you don't oh my god you don't have to name them the exact same thing with one like consonant off it irks me because then people don't people will switch up what they say Malik and Malik and so then you you don't know what you're talking about and it creates chaos the reason I think so from here on out it will be King Malik his brother is named Malik I'm putting that out there now that is how I say it well because Mal it's Mal Ek and then Malik, like, I don't understand the confusion. I could see where Malik, and then people could say Ma- Malik. What's we're calling him, Malik. Yeah, then no, I don't know any other name I would call him. Yeah, from here on <laughs> out, just so we know, it is King Malik, the ex-king of Atlantia, who so we're talking about, they mentioned in this book. And his brother is M-A-L-I-K. I'm going to say Malik. It is Malik and Castile Denier. That is their names. So everyone knows what I'm talking about. I'm glad it's out there. Great. Anyway, <laughs> um, let's get to some smut. Let's talk about 
So we already did Red Pearl. Let's do Under the Willow. Under the Willow. That's what comes next. That scene was like high school to me. Like after, like it's during the dance, you sneak away with the boy you like, you go sit on a bench somewhere hidden. And they're talking. And I also think this is like Hawk's like time to like let her have these very coming of age moments that he was able to have. I'm, you know, and I think it's like these coming of age moments that like you need for her to understand her own sexuality. I think he, I think right here too, I would like to know his point of view because I think it's a turning point as well. I think it is too, because I want to say at one point it's mentioned that like he could have taken her then again under the willow tree and no one would have known. But I think because he was falling for her, I don't think he was ready for her to hate him yet. And to let all of this go, like what's around them. Like, yeah. Yeah. That's what I think. I, I agree. I think under the willow tree is a huge turning point. They don't do anything crazy. They just drive up each other. He but, makes out with her. Yeah. It's very much a point where I think Hawk is truly being Castile in this moment with her. Because yes. they're hidden behind this tree. She's not the maiden. He's not the, the dark one or the prince. It's just Poppy and Castile. And I loved it. I thought it was so sweet, but like hot, the things he says. You know what I love? You know what I love? I love whenever the male main character like loses their mind over the FMC doing something just so simple. Like, like and Castiel does that with Poppy. <laughs> like she could literally just like, I don't even know, like kiss his pinky and he would be like, oh my God, like he would lose it. You know what I mean? No, I do. And this is like, you have to remember with Hawk at this time, and you don't really know much about him, but after you know more, he hasn't had a lot of good things happening. Like he hasn't had, he hasn't really been touched either. I mean, he like goes and fucks. He's been hooking up with so-and-so with the red pearl. I mean, touched in that manner, but like, he's not like been in a relationship where someone loves him probably back very yeah, much. A loving relationship. Yeah. Yeah. And like, he's, and you find out and more the about last his one he had was not good. Yeah. We'll just, we'll just find, say that. We'll just say it wasn't good. And, um, his family themselves also, we'll see about that later too. But, <laughs> yeah. We're not going to talk about that. <laughs> yeah. But I'm just saying like th- for him, you're right. It's like this moment where they get to be just them. Yeah. And that is sweet. And that's something that for what everything that we know in book two and three, I think moments like that are needed because yeah, it's like a grounding moment for them. It is something they can always come back to. Then Victor catches them. And I loved it. It was, again, it was like a high school dance playing out. It was like, then you, your dad catches them in the car. Yes. And he's losing his mind. I hawk sassing off to Victor. Hot, hot, hot. Oh, but he's like, she can choose what she wants to be. And Victor looks at him like, you're, Who are you? you're a guard. Who the yeah. fuck are you? Like, what are you saying to me? Like, I don't even think Victor like takes it all in. He's like, Poppy, we're out of here. Like, yeah. you will not be the maiden anymore yeah. if you do this. Yeah. And then you have this big moment where Poppy finally vocally says for the first time, like, how unfair her life is and how, you know, she's supposed to be something that's sacred and supported and worshipped 
but she doesn't even know what the fuck she's doing and she can't do anything like victor as a guard has more she's supposed to be this great thing but like she has no freedom to do anything like how is that great she doesn't want to ascend she doesn't understand what that means she doesn't get anything about the gods like she doesn't understand her and victor get into it and then their thing is cut short because there has been attack this scene was wild to me it played out like a movie again ends up again you've read it we get to victor's death horrible um i will say i had very uh mixed feelings about victor because i did love him but there is he ends up saying it when he's dying. Like, I'm sorry. I never like, and he's talking about why he still delivered her to the dude. Like, yeah, he never like, tried to help that abuse, which I know what could he have done without getting killed? But like, also look at what Castile did. Okay. Well, okay I'm just saying that. And you have to think I have the same. It, it's sad when Victor dies because you know, that's like the only little bit of something that Poppy had in her life that felt like a father felt like family real relationship. Yeah. And like you figure out more about Poppy's background later, but like when he does die, you are right. Like he apologizes for not doing anything, but again, his heart was always to like the Duke and Duchess. Like he knew his play, like his, that was his place. And I think in his way, he was like, there's no, I'm never going to be able to take her away from this moment, but I can make it better right now. Yeah. By teaching her all these, by teaching her herself. I totally get it. It's this weird dynamic, though, with Victor that is so. And people try to people try to say, no, Victor, like he was great and the right person. No, you have to realize that in itself. He was just trying to make the situation that they both knew was inevitable and she was never going to get out of the best it could. So that doesn't make him a better person. Yeah, it just makes him an okay person at that time. (laughs) Like true. And then she loses her mind. And kills the Lord Bezine. Which. Go girl. I was screaming from the rooftops, screaming from the rooftops. This is also a foreshadowing scene. I think for what we, you and I know to come in books two and three regarding Poppy. Um, I thought it was like, she loses her fucking shit. It's like really hard. Overwhelm her and she snaps and she loses it. Yeah. This and is like freaking hacks him to death. And I fucking loved it. That's what's hard about this right now is I'm trying very hard to not, I, know, I, I have to, it. I'm having to think through what you're saying to me yeah, and not make any comparisons to later. Yeah. <laughs> and if then I know, forget. You know, the girls who get it, get it. The girls who don't, don't. Sorry. <laughs> but you like, I keep reading the series. If you want to know what I'm, what I'm saying is foreshadowing. <laughs> um, so Lord Mazine is dead. I also want to see this in Castile's point of view because he comes in and is the one that ends up knocking her out because she, will not calm down and not stop hacking him. I want to know what he thinks. Uh, then like the next day or two days later, they're going to take her to uh, Macedonia to- They've got to go to the, the queen. Yeah. As we know, we read the book. We'll make this short and sweet. They're on the road. Uh, Kieran is now all of a sudden there. The guards are a little suspicious of him because he just came out of nowhere. Because um, he's a wolven and he came out from the trees. Yeah. And- <laughs> Then we get to the forest scene, which holy fucking hell, chapter 30. I think it is so hot. Well, so before to that, though, when they're on the horses and riding. You know what I love? The two person, one horse trope. I don't know if that's a real trope or not, but I want more of it. They do it in Game of Thrones, too. The two person, one horse, 
They do do it there they too. They were brother and sister, but, but we're going to look past that. We're going to look past that, but that did happen. Yeah. That did air on TV, on TV. Pu- publicly <laughs> to the world. Um, but thankfully, Castile and her, we don't know, but they don't seem to Their be. Their banter, like. But he's touching her on the waist and he keeps inching down, but not enough to like cause an issue. And then he like goes underneath nervous. her shirt to her stomach. And I'm just like, I'm literally reading it like this, like biting my teeth, getting my closer nails. to my screen. Like it's so. But you're biting your nails. But I swear to God, the moment you touch my stomach, I'm out. Like don't fucking touch my stomach. <laughs> like I get, what I don't but, know. I think I would be okay with it. You've never been, that's not, she's not a real girl. I mean, she's a real girl, but like, you know what I mean? She's not real, but don't she's ruin real. it, Taylor. God damn it. Don't ruin it. I'm sorry. I was just making a, a comparison in my own life. Yeah, that's true. How dare you on your own show? <laughs> I'm here today. Hello. <laughs> yeah. So then we have the forest scene, which we've already talked a little bit about. Ugh. Listen, his mouth. He is fucking dirty he is sly he is a sly motherfucker it all in her ear like all in her ear (sighs) under those blankets he's like close to her this was again high school like it's so high school school. boyfriend you're under the covers like things are happening like it's you think the world is like turning on its axis and it's like you don't even know because you have a blanket isn't that crazy and it's uh, yeah, it's crazy that I used to see it like that. And now if I'm- Now under- I'd be like laughing in your face. Like, can we move on? Thank you. I would just be like, listen, it's <laughs> it's 9.45 at night. <laughs> you got about 15 minutes to lay it down, sir. <laughs> you have 15 minutes to get your shit together. No, actually it's 9.30 and my sleep reminder on my iPhone has now gone off. So you have 30 minutes till 10 o'clock. <laughs> 30 minutes. Are you sure you want to waste it tickling my stomach? Do you want to tickle my stomach? Do you want to like play around finger me? I don't know. I think maybe we should go. <laughs> we I both strict bedtime. You both. We both know that marriage is sexy. People, marriage is sexy. That only one of us is going to get off here. Oh, that's sad. Probably not. Man, I'm just kidding. That's sad. That is not true. <laughs> no, I mean sometimes. <laughs> Every now and again. But I'm just saying. (laughs) Anyways, marriage is sexy, people. Marriage is sexy, okay? I'm just kidding. Um, Anyways. (laughs) Just kidding. kidding. Anyways, uh, they get to New Haven. And I love this. It goes down. I love this because, like, they get to New Haven and everybody is, like, greeting Hawk and like everyone up. knows who he is and <laughs> is like this you, is weird you know this asshole from the farm like, yeah <laughs> like they, they she's like and everyone's coming up and they're like oh my god hawk and i also love that everyone's like calling him hawk like everyone and, like in the joking town. about it and like yeah. kieran's like giving him looks and like nudging him and i'm just like, <laughs> to reread the last six chapters knowing what you know is a ride well, because they're just fucking funny. And like but it also, like, it is funny. But then again, this time something about it just pissed me off. Cause I was like, this poor girl knows nothing. And everybody's and all sitting here laughing at her. This whole town is in on it. Yeah. So then when they're in New Haven the first night, 
Hawk just, I mean, not Hawk. Poppy decides she wants to lose her bee. She doesn't want to be the maiden anymore. Yeah, she basically is. Like, I have grown so much and I love him and I love all these things and I want to make my own decision and I could run away right now. Like, I want to do this. What an 18-year-old thought. Same. (laughs) Same. I love him. I love him. And I am leaving. (laughs) I did love their first time. I hated rereading it just because I knew what was coming the next day. But it was such a good first time scene, I thought. Well, and he's just very caring. It's what you would want. so caring. It's just like what you would want for your first time. Like, it truly is. Like, it's just how he is about it. And you know what? And what does suck is you know what's coming and what's about to happen. And you're just like. God damn it, Hawk. Like get a little, I did okay. So I loved I loved the scene for Smut itself. I but I really did hate what was about to happen and him still doing this. I agree. I want to know his mental thoughts here. Me too, because I think it's re- it's really hard for you to think he's not taking advantage of the situation and her not knowing much about the world and honestly, like anything that's fucking going on. And because he knew, he knew before they were leaving New Haven, what was going to happen. And that to me, again, you have to, I I want his point of view because it does make you kind of feel weird. Like crummy, scummy. It's just like, oh, he was just so caught up in the moment of like, he really does love her. And I, I guess it was one of those, like, screw it, I'll figure it out later. Which like, I feel like, short. which I feel like that's actually probably what it is because it's yeah, very it Castile. But it's also like, I need to see you in tortured pain over it <laughs> to fully forgive you. Listen, I need you to be so fucking upset that you did that. <laughs> yeah, which you do kind of get. Like, I remember like this time I was rereading it, I was paying more attention to like Poppy and how she keeps reading him and she keeps like feeling like conflict and fear from him and anguish. I think that's something we didn't actually mention about Poppy. If people want to know like what we're talking about is that Poppy is like a, a healer and a feeler. It's kind of like what I. You get more into what she, she is. is. But yes, yeah. for what it is right now. She has a gift of touch. Yes, she can. She can feel others' feelings. She has a gift of touch. Huh? No, she does. <laughs> she can, can tell you. Touch Let it. me tell you when she has the gift of touch. Uh, when she stabs him and runs to the snow. <laughs> and then people also like talk about the scene because they're like did so whatever y'all get you read the book I'm not going to talk a lot about the history of Atlantia because that's so much to do with book two and I don't want to talk about it yet because it's coming and more information's coming more clarity's coming and I don't want to ruin anything but basically we find out that everything that Poppy has been told to believe in this religion she believes in Castile is claiming is all false. So then she ends up getting like attacked by Jericho and Mr. Tulis. She almost dies. You know what I love though? Because we know that Delano eventually pay- plays a bigger role like Kieran. Mm-hmm. Delano and Kieran in these first scenes where they're interacting with her is so fun. Like when they're protecting her. And then knowing so Delano's part at a very certain scene right. in book two, 
Right. Yes. It's so fun. Mm -hmm. Because Delano is the white wolf that ends up ultimately saving her. Um, And then Kieran is the one that holds her and gets Castile to come to her. And Castile feeds her his blood to heal her. And this is where things start getting a little spicy. He feeds. This is where Taylor say it again. She in fact did have a very strong blood kink. Was I think this book. Yes, because there's something. (laughs) There's yes. Yes. Uh, Because like I have this scene in my mind, like Poppy, just like, I think it's honestly anything, you know, when you like lick, but it's like full tongue lick Mm -hmm. blood. Mm -hmm. I am just like, fuck. Like, that's what I realized in the scene. And something else about this blood kink is when she's getting healed, she doesn't want to stop sucking his blood and to me i don't know why anytime i watch a vampire movie it's this need this obsession anybody that's getting like turned oh yeah like it's hot it's like and the vampire what it is is like an agony and the other one's like i I don't know i don't i don't know it's that look of like pure euphoria that's that's, just like okay yes and the first five minutes that i watched of discovery of witches it happens yeah and i just was like yeah so yeah go ahead yeah so this happened (laughs) this happens um so (laughs) she it kind of proves his point of what he had told her before because she doesn't turn into a craven she does get healed and she ends up grabbing the dagger and stabbing him in the heart thinking that's how you kill an atlantean which this girl she's scared falls well, it's just like the tantrum fit she plays, like a little yeah. bit that she has. She's like, you know what? You, you kind just- of later on, you understand more of why she can be a little stabby, uh, quick on the trigger. <laughs> she is um, a little quick on the trigger. There are emotions and hormones and things changing in her that you will find out later that contribute to this. Uh, but also, I think it's also just personality too. Um, which she, I mean, she does. Honestly, she just he does. deserved to be stabbed. He deserved to be stabbed. I'm sorry for this. Well, he deserved it. Well, he's also like telling her all of these things and now she's realizing it and it's almost like this automatic reaction of no like she's like yeah. nope you're wrong she stabs him she runs into the woods he follows her this scene also gets a lot of people talking it's like because pray. he's like, like stop it's like when he hunts her down that's what i'm saying it's just like this and then he bites her and people some people when this first happened they were upset they were like he used, you know, he bit her without consent and then it made her want to fuck him. And that's what it was. I think he bit her because he was so mad that he kind of wanted to get back at her for stabbing him. And he and knew a point. Yeah. And, honestly, and I was here for it. Fucking same. I was so here for it. And almost, I feel like it's like a mark. Like, I think yeah. they're going back and forth and they're having all this tension. They both fucking like each other. He knows everyone in his other. village hates her and wants to kill her. It's another way to like, oh my God, I and, fucking loved it. And he, and I mean, like he, and she does, well, so when he does bite her, that's the cool thing about Atlanteans is when they do bite, you do get like a sense of euphoria. Like yeah, you're you like, do. you are like under a spell. Like it's, it is, yeah. I do- it's hot. I do like it. And I do like how Poppy in, like envelops into this, like, I don't know. Like just she all of a like, sudden wakes becomes, up. Like, this yes. Yes. This, like, confident. Queen. Yes. It's like this, this, and I would love to know his like 
thoughts here I agree as well because I like you said I want to know why he did it was it to get back but I also once she does become like this like when she flips it over and takes yes! charge. And she becomes strong. Like, oh my Jesus. fucking God. After drinking his blood, she is like full superhuman in a way. And like he then bites her and this you fall. And you find out more about that later. But you do in this book know that when he bites her, she is part Atlantean. Something that no one else well, was aware of. Yeah, yeah. When, when, he, yeah. when he bites her and drinks her blood, he realizes that she is an Atlantean. You get more into all of that and what that means later. Um, Atlanteans only feed on other Atlanteans. That's where they get their nutrients so from. So fucking sexy though. Yeah. Like you found your- What's coming in book two is even more sexy. Oh well, that's what I was saying. Yeah. Like just that in general, like I don't know what it is about biting and vampires and blood. Like I really don't. Yeah, I don't know what it does to me, but fuck. Good. Book two is- I know, I, I, read, <gasps> I read a meme on this and it was like uh, people who like- who like think vampires or like whatever it's because you yearn for someone to like, like if you're a vampire and that person, like you yearn to be someone's like reason for existence. Like you yearn to be that someone's like need for life. Like they have to have you or they die. Like, and I was like, this is so true. (laughs) I'm laughing because literally so I'm sick, right? This I'm sick. I don't feel good. I'm just like going a hundred miles. I'm, this is not for me to have a pity party, but it is my show. So I will have one. <laughs> it's not for me to do it, but we're going to do it. Last night <laughs> I look at Steven and I go, I just want to feel special. <laughs> And honestly, that meme is a hundred percent it because I literally she's like, gonna cry now. Literally, give me like Stephen. Why when you wake up, am I not like do you not roll over and you're not like, oh my god, I have a fucking goddess in my bed. Like why? Like I literally was like, I just want to feel special. And he's like, you are running like a hundred and one degree fever. Please go lay Get down. Off me. He's like. Please, what he's like, one of us has to be a functioning adult and parent. Can you please go, like, go to your room and quarantine yourself? <laughs> that meme is me. Like, I, I do. Like, I want to be someone's fucking existence. Like, I don't yeah. care how. It's- <laughs> but okay. that's not real life, guys. It's this not. Is, this is not. why we read. This is why we read what we read. Yep. <laughs> oh, that was fun. So then they fuck in the snow. They do fuck in the snow. What a chilly surprise. And you know what I love is that he is such a fucking simp. Here. Like Such- he thinks he's got the upper hand and he does he in the beginning, but not in the end. And he- I was eating it up. Well, and, and the thing is, is like, he needs this. Castile needs this. Mm-hmm. He needs somebody to basically be his match, but also he needs somebody who's going to one up him. And like Poppy does it because like, I think for him, he is used to being the guy. Like oh, he's, yeah. he he's the, the guy. he's the dark one and he's <laughs> fucking Castile and I'm a murderer. Like, <laughs> like, and he needed Poppy to be like, no, bitch, you're not, you're not, you're a little bad. That's it's what, what Steven and Sean need from us. That's why we're so sassy all yes. the time and why they love it. And that's why they, do they? I don't know. <laughs> I like to believe they do. Oh, Steven needed me. I like, I need to feel special. <laughs> but, yeah. I needed it. Right. So. I needed it. So then after this scene, 
he goes to take her back to her room to clean up and he leaves Kieran with her. And this whole scene, guys, I'm not going to ruin anything for you, but I'm telling you the scene with Kieran and Poppy is hysterical to me because it is just foreshadowing so many things to come. It, and that is all I will say on that. Yeah, we won't say anything else. It's just a great scene. Um, you see that there's Kieran. like- I fucking a kid- love Kieran. Well, you see there's a kindling of friendship is really yes. what is happening. Like yes. he's on board with plan D now. I also love that Kieran, who is, from what we know in book one, is more quiet, more quiet, quieter. Um, but in book two, again, we see more of him. He's very sassy. He He's a very sassy man. But I do love that he is looking at Poppy scars and he kind of gives her something to reassure. Like in his culture, we show our scars. We don't hide them. Like scars are revered where I'm from. And I just love that he like, it wasn't Hawk slash Castile giving her that confirmation because he was sleeping with her. It was set like a third party almost of being yeah. like, Kieran definitely, like you said, it's definitely Kieran and Poppy, like this start of like this friendship that they're going to have. And I loved, I loved reading back on it, knowing what's to come. It was so fun. I loved, there was some little sexual indo, innuendo between Kieran, Poppy, and Castile. Whenever he says Castile would be annoyed to find me in here because she's naked in the bathtub, guys. Yes. But then he would be intrigued and kind of like says this underneath like his breath and like this sexual innuendo. And she's like, oh God. And I loved it. I ate well, it up. I thought it was great. And it's like, so tell me more about your culture, Kieran. Like, what do you guys <laughs> yeah. do? What like, do you do? <laughs> like um, oh, you would be intrigued. How <laughs> close are you in Castile? <laughs> We're still wondering. That's what does friends big. mean to you? <laughs> uh, then we get to Castile comes to take her to dinner. He says one of the hottest things here. She's pushing back at him, like simply over, like, he's like, I know you're hungry. And she was like, I'm still not going to go to dinner because she has no control over anything going on right now. So in her way, I do the same thing. When I don't have control, I get sassy because then I- Why not be a brat? Right. I'm going to be a brat because then at least this moment I have control of saying no to you. Like that, that's what she's doing. And Castile says something like, uh, I expect you to fight me the whole way and I want you to, I dare you, like- I want you to keep trying to kill me. Like, I love it. And I was like, why is that so hot? Why is that so? You Can I tell you the comparison? Yeah. And it's only because Stephen and I have binge. Do you watch Yellowstone? Yes. So Stephen and I are finally. Oh my God, Rip and Beth. <gasps> it's, it's Rip and Beth. It's Rip and Beth. And it's yeah. what makes, I mean, Castile's hot. I think Rip, he's that. Rip uh, is fucking fine. Rip is that song. Like I need a big boy, like whatever mm-hmm. that fucking thing is on TikTok mm-hmm. right now. He's like, when I think like I need a big boy, I need him. That's and right. Rip lets Beth be crazy. And Steven was trying to understand, like, he's like, why does everyone find Rip so attractive? And I was like, because he lets her be her and her. still loves and he her handles through it. it. And he fucking handles it. And that is the thing that doesn't happen often is that when women are fire, like forever, let me just go. Women are fiery. Or let sassy. me just go on my feministic right real quick. When women are fiery and sassy, it is. And loud. Thank yeah. you. Loud me my whole life. It's nothing. Yeah. And then finally. My Castile, aka Steven, came in 
and was like, that freak flag, honey. He was like, bitch, I'll be a freak with you. And they are, they are two little freaks together that run around like little wild animals. And it's fantastic. (laughs) But that's the thing. Like he is let saying, no, let that fucking crazy freak flag fly. That's what it is. You're absolutely right. That's right. I love it. And that is, that is so true to Castile. And you will find this theme repeated forever. He always is going to support Poppy and that he's never going to choose for her. He's always going to allow her to have a choice and something that she's, except for when she tries to kill him, kill herself. And then, you know, he takes over, but if she's not trying to kill herself, he's going to let her do pretty much whatever she wants. And you see that more as we move further in the series. And that's just fucking hot. Like, let me do what I want, please. And, and <laughs> he's giving her exactly. You know what? Actually, yes, please let me do what I want. Actually, please <laughs> let me do whatever I want. Thank you. Sit over there and shut up. Yeah. Shh. Um, but she like needs it too in her own personal life she's never been able to make a decision so like I also think as much as he's like let your freak flag fly he kind of gives these things that maybe he wouldn't let go go because he's like yeah you've got to be able to have a boundary you've never fucking had one yeah I do, but, but That's like, a very good point. But I do also think he's like, but let me test the boundaries. Let me press all your buttons. Let me be the one that does it. Yeah. And then the book ends with this marriage declaration. Talk about an ending. Talk about. Wait, how did we talk, talk like, about, about when we read this and then say book two wasn't out yet and we all sat there like this, <gasps> like jaw on the floor. Like now we have to go to Atlanta and get married. And I, <laughs> I love it. But also, like, my thought on all of this is when we were reading this, what was our timeline? I think we laughed at this. Wasn't it like he has known her for like two weeks? Oh, yeah. 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 And you and I were like, oh my God, months and months of a relationship. And it feels like that. And then JLA comes out. Only like two weeks. Yeah. JLA is like, yeah, they've like known each other for like maybe two weeks. weeks And then I was like, And then I think about if I had those types of two weeks, like the trauma. Oh, trauma bonded. We love a good trauma bond. I I would stay around too. (laughs) Right. 100%. Um, I love the ending. Book two picks up the same scene right in the middle of the conversation. So get started on it. Um, You know what else I loved in this scene just really quick that I was simping over so hard. That was so damn attractive was whenever, before he makes his declaration, he sits her down at the table and she's kind of like stunned still about what he did to Jericho and his men on the walls. But Kieran is beside her and is something about Kieran and Castile feeding her, like putting things on her plate and like keep telling her to eat. And like something about that is just like so hot to me. Well, it's like they care. They're taking care of her together. And I'm just like, even when we read from blood nash in the beginning that was like the big stuff on tiktok at the time and even like when you looked up stuff or people were talking about was what is this relationship they give yeah she definitely ends the book one some most people got a feeling that there was going to be something else happening specifically with kieran and you don't know we'll find out yeah you just don't know but there's a lot of foreshadowing in this book. I will say that. Big nugget. Big yeah. Chick-fil-A. Huge. Party tray nugget. Yeah. Philip book. Okay. We got through book one. Slap so. Back. 
So then I'm going to get started on book two, probably like tomorrow, because I'm now back in it and I have to keep going now because I just keep thinking about them all the time. Well, and it's so, it just like, like you said, it starts off mid in the conversation and it's so fucking good. Like in book two, things start happening. And if you think book two is good, fucking wait for book three. I will say, I remember, again, I don't remember much about book three, just like kind of bigger scenes, but I remember loving book three, like worshipped the ground at work. Well, I remember we were, we read it fast. We read it in 12 hours. Cause we didn't. Yeah. Yeah. That was the day you texted me and you're like, I finished. And I was like, same. And it had been like, literally we start, I think we stayed up pretty much all night. On release date. We had it. Yeah. I was like 99% sure I made a. Australian Amazon account. You did so that you could read it. Because yes, you did. If you're in yes. Australia, you get the new releases like 12 hours before mm-hmm. us. Mm-hmm. And I'm pretty sure I made, yeah, I did. I totally did. I made a fake Australian Amazon account to download it. So I would get it 12 hours. Fuck, early. I remember this. And, and that you is had why, finished it. No, no, and you that is what I had finished it by the time Taylor even started it was because I was like, oh yeah, I and you, she would like text me in the middle of the night, like I was asleep, and she was up reading this, and she would just go, oh my god, that's all I can say. Oh my god, yeah. <laughs> oh my god, that's all I can say. Oh my god. That's the thing about Australians, man, they get things early. <laughs> they do. Uh, so yes, it is a uh, Kingdom of Flesh and Fire. It's so good, guys. Um, that is book two. So spicy. When let me look at my calendar. We've got that. There one. is one scene in that book I vividly remember, and it's a scene of him going down on her. And I will leave it at that. I'm sure you know which one I'm talking about. Oh, oh, it is <gasps> one of the hottest. Oh my fucking god! I've ever I read in my fucking life. Fuck! I forgot about that, and I texted you, and I was like, "Oh, yeah." Stop. And then in book three, there's a that. specific shower scene that I actually think rocked your world like internally like changed it changed you I feel like I'm not gonna lie like those just popped but like I very like I just got very excited because I very much forgot and I say these things to you listeners because you have so much more to come and I want you to get excited because there's a lot of good shit about to happen and a lot of good spicy scenes a lot of good smut and a lot of good action a lot of good adventure it's great so we will have the second one. I can't believe our next episode will be. So we'll release February. this one. Yeah, we'll release this one on Monday. So this will be Monday. Monday, the 23rd. And then our next episode will be February 6th. February 6th. So we will have Kingdom of Flesh and Fire ready to go hot off the podcast train express. <laughs> Sure. That's that sounded sure. great to me. <laughs> sure. Um, all right. Are we ready to say bye-bye? I'm 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 good. Don't let me talk anymore because I'll ruin things. No, that's fine. But I'm really trying not to. No, I get you because I didn't I forgot those two scenes and now I'm fuck even now you're wanting to get now, back into it. I forgot. Like I, I knew what was coming in the first couple chapters of book two, but I but forgot. Now you gotta realize, what, like, I forgot what's really coming. Yeah, like I really forgot. Fuck. Poppy's okay. Coming. Poppy's coming. Everyone's coming. Everyone's coming. Everyone's coming. And we're all coming together. <laughs> we, are, we are now on a plan F. Plan fuck. We are on to plan F. <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> on book two. Get okay, everyone. All right, sign us out. We have to go. We have, we have some reading to do. We do. All right, everybody, please rate and review us. Keep your one stars to yourself. If you ever have any comments, questions, or concerns, you can always DM us and you can follow us at Let's Talk About Smut Podcast on Instagram. You can also email us at Let's Talk About Smut Podcast at gmail.com. Per let's usual. talk about smut at gmail. No podcast. Let's talk about smut at gmail. I'm sorry. Let's talk about smut at Let's talk about my ad at gmail.com. Do you know how yes. excited I was that that was going to be the first time I got my fucking sign off right? It sounded so, so quick. Sorry. And I was like, fuck, keep it one, time. one stars, time. get in the DMs, hit us up. I you was know, ready. We, we can't all be perfect. So we cannot, we cannot. <laughs> but per usual, we love you. And <laughs> bye. Bye. <laughs>